Uh, this morning is going to be about the Pentateuch and prayer, okay? I'm going to review some things creatively uh, for our series that we have uh, started going through the Bible. We've made it through the first five books, the Pentateuch. I'm going to review that a little bit, try to be creative uh, a little bit, and then we're going to pray. If prayer's not your thing this morning, we're going to pray a lot. If prayer's not your thing, it should be your thing. Um, so we're going to pray uh, for these shoe boxes, and you're going to get to be involved in all of that. Uh, let me explain the, the shoeboxes thing. Um, Operation Christmas Child is a ministry um, that since 1993 has been distributing shoeboxes, sharing the gospel um, in countries around the world. Uh, this year, uh, over 10 million shoeboxes will be collected in the United States, another million or so uh, collected in a couple of other seven other countries that collect, and then distributed uh, to 100 to 120 different countries. Every one of these shoeboxes distributed um, uh, by a, a local church. This is not just American missionaries who, who go and drop off a gift and, and leave. Um, churches who are there to follow up, to share the gospel, to disciple people um, are distributing these shoeboxes in 120 countries where uh, they are suffering poverty, natural disaster, war, and just lack of access to the gospel. And these shoeboxes um, are distributed. Every single one of them uh, is, is presented with the gospel with it um, in the language of the, child, of the child. And the estimation is that every single shoebox uh, represents um, seven people who will hear the gospel. So this is a great opportunity for us to be involved in that. And, and it's essential that we be praying because this isn't just something that we do. Uh, this is something God is doing around the world. And I'll share a little bit more with you uh, about that later. But I'm going to take a moment to review some stuff um, in the Pentateuch, okay? So we're going to talk about the first five books that we have covered in messages. I've taken one message to discover, to, to cover Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, it originally took me 60 messages to do Genesis and 28 messages to do Leviticus. Um, I pared that down to one message, and now what I'm going to try to do is do each one of those books in about a minute, okay? So we're going to review what's going on in these books, and then we're going to put them together in a couple of other different ways. Um, the book of Genesis, first book of the Bible, uh, begins everything. It's the beginning of God's creation, God's relationship with us, sin that separates us from us, from God, and God's plan to redeem us and put us back in relationship with him. Um, the book is really divided into three parts. Uh, chapters 1 through 11 show us that God is great. He's sovereign. He's in control. He's the creator. He can destroy the world, start all over. God is sovereign, and he is a great creator. Chapters 12 through 36 reveal to us that God is good. He's got a plan, and it's a good plan for us to be restored into relationship with him. The third part of the book is chapters 37 through 50, which is the stories about Joseph, who is someone who believes that God is great and God is good. He understands the sovereignty of God. He understands the good plan of God. And so whether he's up or down in his life, he's trusting God. And at the end of the book, in chapter 50, Joseph is the one who says to his brothers, who have done some dastardly things to him, he says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good because God is great and he's got a good plan. He gets it in the book of Genesis. That's what Genesis tells us. The book of Exodus is, is really the salvation story in the Old Testament. Throughout the rest of the Old Testament, the exodus from Egypt and their redemption through the Red Sea, uh, they, they're being released from the bondage to the Egyptians. That is the paradigmatic uh, salvation story for the children of Israel. Um, it, it shows how God saves them um, through 10 plagues, through the Red Sea, and then he, it shows how God is with them. 
um, God is with them on the mountain at Mount Sinai. He gives them the law that is really kind of their identity. It's their constitution as a nation. Um, and then the plans to build their tabernacle. So there's a place for God to dwell with them. And at the very end of the book, uh, the presence of God goes into the tabernacle. And so what we see is that God saves and he's with us. Uh, throughout the book, there are these little moments along the way where God says, I'm with you, I'm with you. He's with them in a pillar and a cloud. He's with them in fire up on the mountain. But then at the very end, he's dwelling in the tabernacle that he gave them the plans to build. God saves them and God is with them. That's the book of Exodus. Um, the book of Leviticus is basically takes place at the uh, foot of Mount Sinai after they have built the tabernacle the Spirit of God is, is dwelling there. His holy Shekinah glory presence um, is there in the tabernacle. And the question is, how do we live? If God is present among us, what do we do? We've already been saved. Again, this is a, a, not a book about salvation. It's a book about their sanctification. Now that you've been saved, how do you live with God in your presence? And, and what the book says is, you have to deal with your sin on a regular basis. That's all the sacrificial system. There are things in the book um, that deal with your daily life, what you eat, what you wear, ways to remind you that you're a special people for God. And, and then in chapter 23, there's a whole calendar of yearly events that remind them on a regular basis what God has done for them and what God will do for them. Um, it, it is all pointing towards what Jesus fulfills for them. And then in Leviticus chapter 26, uh, there's what we've talked about. It's going to be reviewed again in Deuteronomy, the Palestinian covenant, where God says, here's what it's going to be like when you live in the land of Palestine. There's three points to it. Obedience will bring blessing disobedience will bring discipline, and repentance will bring restoration. And that's their manual. This is how you live, dealing with your sin, reminding yourself you're God's special people, remembering throughout the year um, that, that you belong to him and what he's done for you, what he will do for you. And remember, here's how he relates to you. If you obey, you'll be blessed. If you disobey, you'll be disciplined. But when you repent, he will always restore you. That's the book of Leviticus. Um, the book of Numbers takes place when they leave Mount Sinai, they go to the south part of the promised land. They send out 12 spies and they blow it. They decide they're not going to go into the promised land. And God says, okay, you're going to wander around in the wilderness for 40 years. While they're wandering, their rebellion um, is what gets them there. They find opposition from other people, but God is still accomplishing his purpose. He's, he's getting rid of the old unfaithful generation in that 40 years of wandering. He's developing a new generation because God is going to fulfill his promises. God has told them he'd take them back to the promised land, but because of their unfaithfulness, they don't get to experience the blessings of that. But God is going to do what God is going to do. And this is, uh, in, in so many ways, a paradigm for the Christian life. We're currently living in the wilderness where our rebellion and opposition from others is a constant thing that we have to deal with. We're headed to new challenges, and there's even spiritual battle ahead for us. But ultimately, we'll eventually not have to deal with all of that. But now we do have to deal with our rebellion and opposition from without. That's the book of Numbers. The book of Deuteronomy is a book that um, is, is a series of sermons, three sermons and one farewell speech by Moses. After they have wandered for 40 years, they end up in the plains of Moab, about ready to go into the land. And as they're moving and getting ready to go into the land, Moses preaches these sermons to remind them about the law. It's a second giving of the law. The word Deuteronomy means second law. Um, and, and it's a, not a, a new kind of law. It's just sermons on the law that Moses preaches to say, you're about ready to go into this new place. Be faithful to God. It's this motivational series of messages to say, God presented the law. I want you to be faithful as you go into the land. 
Moses is also constructing and presenting all of that in the form of a treaty. Um, The entire book of Deuteronomy, when you lay it out, looks like a covenant contract between God and his people. And he basically says, I've been faithful to do all these things. I saved you. I've given you a way to live with me in your presence. Uh, You've wandered around. I've disciplined you, but I'm going to still be faithful to you. And so will you be faithful to me? And, And it's a call for covenant faithfulness. That's what the first five books are, okay? Uh, I'm going to summarize that with Michael Grisante's kind of narrative about the Pentateuch. He says this, Genesis introduces the reader to the patriarchal roots of the nation and the covenant Yahweh establishes with the descendants of Abraham, promising a people, a land, and a blessing. Genesis gets it going. (laughs) The book of Exodus depicts Israel's transition from a people to a nation, a nation to whom God gave his law. After describing how the nation could have access to and live before a holy God in Leviticus, the book of Numbers details Israel's journey toward the land of promise. Um, Israel's rebellion at Kadesh Barnea occasioned divine judgment, wandering in the desert for almost 40 years. The book of Deuteronomy then depicts God's people camped on the plains of Moab across the Jordan Rift Valley from the promised land. Facing the significant challenge of expelling the Canaanites in their, from their land, the Israelites needed this reminder of their God-given identity. That's the Pentateuch. That's, that's the content of what we've gone over in the five messages that we looked at those five different books. Now, I'm going to try and do something a little bit different to lock this in for you. Uh, the first thing I want to do is very visual. Um, it's going to engage your mind. It's going to engage you in a little bit of a different way. Then I'm going to do something a little bit more kinesthetic, engaging your body in this. Um, but I want to start off by, by working through some visual aids. And by the way, I... Um, I have an older version of these visual aids. Back um, 37 years ago, um, I was recruited by Walk Through the Bible Ministry. It's a ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, And I was recruited to be their representative. They knew I was moving back to Alaska. Uh, Dawn and I lived there for five years. I, I grew up in Alaska. They knew I was going back. They recruited me to be the Walk Through the Bible instructor for Alaska and Northwest Canada. And so when Walk Through the Bible seminars were done, they tapped me on the shoulder and I'd go do Walk Through the Bible seminars up there. Um, One of the things that Walk Through did back then was they had this set of flashcards that helps you um, understand a key word for every book of the Bible. Um, And I have a set of those flashcards right here. By the way, flashcards now are called apps. And what you see on the screen is the is the current version of the app, okay? You can go on the app store. Um, you can do this if you're just bored with the message or whatever. Go on the app store right now. You can get OT39 or NT27. It's an app that allows you to look at a little picture that I'm going to show you in just a minute, the old version. I like the old version better than the new version. So the old version is just classic. The new version's too um, artsy-fartsy for me. Um, but um, you can get the app, and what it will allow you to do is look at um, a picture that will remind you of a keyword, and on the back, there's one little paragraph um, that summarizes that. On the app, you just flip over the card, and it gives you the summary of every book of the Bible, Genesis through Revelation. Um, it is a fantastic way to, to remember the books of the Bible. So you can get it on an app with kind of the new version of the pictures, um, I don't like them, but because I taught so many years ago, I have the old versions with me. So I'm going to use the old versions that I like. Let me teach you the books of the Pentateuch, okay? 
Um, here's the first one. The book of Genesis, what do you see in the middle of the, of the page? There's a big N, okay? Because Genesis is about beginnings, okay? So the key word for Genesis is big innings. Pretty obvious. You look at there, you see a big N, it's beginnings, okay? If you looked on the back of the card, it would talk to you about all the things that begin in Genesis. Um, creation, our relationship with God, sin, redemption, all of these things start in Genesis because it's about beginnings, okay? Um, here's Exodus. Exodus, the key word for Exodus is exit, because in Exodus, you can see they're in Egypt there. You can see the Sphinx and the pyramid. They're exiting the land of Egypt. So the key word for Exodus is exit, okay? Now, visually, you're starting to put this together. Key word for Genesis, in your mind, you probably see that big N. It's big innings, okay? Key word for Exodus is exit. It's their exit. God's redeeming them out of Egypt and making them into a nation, um, Engage your imagination a little bit for this one, okay? Um, this is Leviticus. This is a Levi. He's wearing Levi's. You can see he's wearing Levi's. And a guy there is doing a foot kiss. So this is Levi to foot kiss, okay? Leviticus. It's a foot kiss of a guy named Levi, okay? So Levi to foot kiss, Leviticus. Um, and, and he's got two things in his hands. He's got offerings and feasts, all right? The key word for Leviticus is offerings and feasts. It's kind of how you restore your relationship with the Lord through those offerings and how you remember him through the feasts, offerings and feasts. So Genesis, key word, big innings. Exodus, key word, exit. Leviticus, key word, offerings and feasts. Keep this one in your mind. He's got them held up. You're going to need that in just a moment, okay? This one is just so obvious, it's, it's ridiculous. This is the book of Numbers, okay? And what these numbers are doing is they're wandering. The key word for the book of Numbers is wanders. Genesis, beginnings. Exodus, exit. Leviticus, offerings and feast. Numbers, wanders, all right? One more book. This one takes a little bit of imagination as well. Um, these are two tablets of the law. This is the second giving of the law, the second law, um, and they're singing. These two guys are singing. It's a duet, and it's a duet to run on me, okay? They're running on him. Duet to run on me. Now, as ridiculous as it is, you won't forget it, okay? <laughs> duet to run on me, and the key word is second law, because these guys are singing the second law. It's this, um, Moses even puts one of his messages as a song uh, in, in, I believe it's Deuteronomy 31, um, so these, these five words help us remember what's going on in the Pentateuch. Keyword for Genesis, big innings. Keyword for Exodus, exit. Keyword for Leviticus is, give it to me, offerings and feasts. Keywords for numbers is, and the keyword for Deuteronomy is second law. Okay, good. I hope, hope that helps you remember this a little bit. Now, I'm going to make this a little bit theological, but then we're going to get ourselves involved in this. Um, each one of the books of the Pentateuch reveal to us something about God and his character. In Genesis, God is the creator. He, he creates everything, and as the creator, he's sovereign and in charge. And luckily for us, he's gracious and loving and has a good plan, but he's the creator. In Exodus, he's the redeemer. 
in Leviticus, we realize he's holy, living in their presence. That's why we have to be restored to him through sacrifices. That's why it's important for us to remind us about who he is through these feasts that, that are regular reminders of, of what God has done for us and what God will do for us. In Numbers, God is unstoppable. Our rebellion and opposition from without, neither one of those stop God. And in Deuteronomy, before they go into the land, God's real serious, and he comes them, calls them back to covenant faithfulness. Now what I want to do is I want to give you some um, hand motions. I've done this a few times along the way, um, and I'm going to ask uh, McKinley McKissick to join me up here. McKinley is going to help me with these uh, hand motions. They're really, really simple, okay? Uh, McKinley is uh, cute and perky, and she's better look at than me. So we're going to help you with some, some hand motions here, okay? So what we're going to do, uh, go ahead and stand up, okay? We're going to put this together um, with each book. And, and the idea of this is, what is God revealing about himself in this book, all right? So we're going to start with the book of Genesis. And, and if you'll just take your hands down here, and what you're going to do is you're going to raise your hands and then make a world, okay? And we're going to say, God is creator, okay? Let's do that. On three, I'm going to say, I'll say one, two, three, I'll say God is, and then we do creator, okay? One, two, three, God is creator. Now I want your hands here. Now we're going to see that God is redeemer, and I want you to take your hands and go through the Red Sea, okay? He's redeemer, okay? So we got two. Start again. Here we go. One, two, three. God is creator, redeemer. Okay, now you got your hands up. Keep them up there, and I need you to get your hands like this, and I need you to get some offerings over here and some feasts over here, because in Leviticus, God is holy. You're, you're praising him because he's holy, but you're remembering your offerings and your feasts, okay? So three things. One, two, three. God is creator, redeemer, holy. All right. Now, in numbers, what we realize is God is unstoppable. You're not stopping him. He's going to get it done. So I need you to get kind of fierce with me. Give, give me some fierce, give me some fierceness there. Come on, fierceness. Yeah, fierceness. Okay. Yeah. Maybe this should have just been snarl. No, but it's unstoppable. Okay. So after we have God is, is holy, then we're going to go unstoppable. Okay, let's start from the beginning, okay? God is creator, redeemer, holy, unstoppable. Now I need you to take your finger and just get serious, and he's serious, okay? Give me, give me serious, serious, okay? God is serious. You're not serious. Come on, Grant, get serious with me. Come, <laughs> serious, okay? Let's put them all together, all five of them, okay? Ready? What we realize in the Pentateuch is that God is creator, Redeemer, holy, unstoppable, and serious. Very good. You guys did a great job. You can have a seat. All right, we've reviewed the Pentateuch. <laughs> now we're going to pray, okay? We're going to do some creative things in this prayer. And what I want to do is um, remind you, we're, there are a lot of shoeboxes in here that haven't been packed just by us. Um, some of these shoeboxes have been packed by others. We're going to get uh, more shoeboxes today. We're going to get more shoeboxes tomorrow from drop-off locations around our six-county area. And what we're hoping is that over 20,000 shoeboxes are going to be processed through here uh, this past week and then tomorrow. But we've got, I don't know, we've got 10 or 12,000 in here right now that we're going to pray for in just a minute. And, and I just want to tell you, our goal, the fellowship's goal, um, is 7,000 shoeboxes. I think we're going to blow it out of the water. I'm so excited. I checked uh, on my phone just before uh, I got up here, and our online goal, packing shoeboxes online, was for to have 1,000. 
Uh, we're getting ready and may have already now passed over 700 shoeboxes packed online. And those shoeboxes go to difficult to reach areas. Um, I, I am so excited about what, what God has given us the opportunity to do. And I want to show you we're a part of something bigger. Um, we're going to process 20,000 through here. Fellowship packs 7,000. Um, 10 million in the United States. Um, <laughs> this past week, Hebron Baptist Church in Little Rock, they, they dedicated their shoeboxes last Sunday. Hebron Baptist Church posted this. Uh, they're a church of about 40 or 50 members, and they packed 810 shoeboxes. Wow. We're a part of that. Now, we're packing 7,000, and that is so great, but we're a part of little churches all over the country. Little churches, literally, we know this story. Little churches in Kansas that are delivering their shoeboxes to the drop-off locations at 4 o'clock in the morning because they've got to get back and milk their cows. We're a part of that, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Valonia, they're doing that too. Um, we, are, we are so excited to be a part of something so big. And we want to pray for that. And, and we've been blessed along the way to have shoebox recipients come and talk to us uh, as a church. Um, back in 2015, 2016, would have been 15, maybe even 14, uh, we had our first shoebox recipient, Irina, um, Irina Creek came, and uh, she shared her story with us. I remember it was the first time we had a shoebox recipient here um, Dawn took her from here back to the youth and then to the kids. And, and every time she shared, there was a different part of her story that just all together made this amazing story of the impact this shoebox uh, had. If you want to get online, just do um, Operation Christmas Child Arena story, and you'll get her story. She was here in, in our body, and I remember, uh, I remember when she was here just thinking, oh my gosh, we've got to hear from a shoebox recipient and her story and how this has impacted her life and, and changed the trajectory of her life um, growing up in a very difficult family in Russia. Um, and, and I was just thinking, gosh, we got to, we got to do this. And it was the one of the I thought this was probably the last time that was going to happen. But God was so good to us that he kept bringing people to, for us to be able to hear from. Uh, we heard from Eve Deshime. Um, Eve is from Togo, and he, um, he experienced some amazing things with um, his shoebox and churches planted with shoeboxes there. Um, Eve was such a dynamic speaker. Um, sorry, Andrew, I tried to hire him to be our college pastor. Um, he, gosh, he was amazing. I brought him back here. Um, and, and he preached in, in, in church on Sunday with just amazing Alex um, from uh, Rwanda uh, surviving the, the Rwandan genocide. He received a shoebox, and it, it brought him to the Lord. Uh, this past fall, Jalene from the Philippines uh, was here, and we took her around the, the area, and she was sharing her shoebox story. Uh, she grew up in the Philippines near a dump. The thing she liked most about her shoebox was the smell she grew up near the dump, and her family scavenged out of the dump, and the newness of the smell of her shoebox is the thing that she remembers the most. Um, some interesting things have also happened, too. Gosh, we have been blessed. Most, most churches don't get to hear any shoebox recipients. We've heard a bunch of them. Um, but over the years, God is doing something in our church with Ukraine. I, I don't get it. Um, I, I don't understand it, but I know it's happening. Um, we have heard two shoebox recipients from Ukraine uh, Nadia came and she um, shared with us. We made a video for the church of her. Um, and then Elizabeth came. Uh, 
Gleb came to our church and started attending here. After Gleb started attending here, Chris Liu married a Ukrainian gal. She brought her sister here, who, by the way, Nadia, we need to pray for your husband who's trying to get here, um, stuck in Ukraine. And so if you, I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm going to pause. Father, pray for Roman. I pray that you would get him here and reunite him with his wife. I pray for uh, Vera and Nadia's family who are going through difficult times in Ukraine right now. But Father, specifically, we just pray uh, for all the bureaucracy to work, the travel plans to work, for uh, Nadia to be reunited with her husband. We ask that in Christ's name. Amen. God's done great things um, and connected us with a Ukrainian family. Uh, that we have hosted and settled in. They're actually meeting right now to kind of figure out this whole how they become much more independent. And, and so God has been doing some great things uh, with, with what's happened in, in Ukraine. And Nadia and Vera are going to be part of our group that prays here in just a moment. But I want to highlight something about Elizabeth. Um, Elizabeth came here and shared her story. Uh, she's from Ukraine. She grew up in an orphanage in Ukraine, received a shoebox, communicated God's love to her. She became a believer. And now um, she has a special role this year. Um, She was at our church. It just blows me away when Dawn told me, did you know? Um, Elizabeth is going to be the person who delivers the 200 millionth shoebox this year. Since 1993, Operation Christmas Child has distributed 200 million shoeboxes. And um, (laughs) Elizabeth is going around the country collecting one item from a number of different places um, and she is going to deliver the 200 millionth shoebox in Ukraine this year. Um, what a great opportunity uh, to be involved in something like that. Um, I, we're going to pray here in just a minute, okay? We're going to pray. But I, I have to tell you really quickly, I, I heard a message this past week um, from a chapel at Dallas Seminary. It was Global uh, Missions Week. And Neil Cole gave a message about compassionate pleading before the Lord. Um, I'm going to summarize the message. It's his message. I encourage you to go. He does a great job, way better than I could ever do. Um, Dallas Seminary Chapel messages, Neil Cole. uh, A prayer for the harvest. Listen to the message. It's great. Um, He talks about what what Jesus does in Matthew chapter 9. He's in the middle of a busy day which he highlights and kind of goes, you know, busy days don't make us usually more compassionate, but Jesus is. (laughs) Jesus had compassion on the crowds, and then he prays for harvesters. I want to talk through this really briefly, and then we're going to pray, but I want this to kind of orient our prayers a little bit here, okay? Um, Jesus was going around all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of and healing every disease and every sickness. He's preaching, he's healing, He's proclaiming the good news. He's doing all this work. He's very, very, he's busy. He's doing this. He's got to be exhausted from all of this day after day after day ministry. The passage goes on to say, and when he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them. He was busy, but he saw these crowds. He had compassion because they were weary and they were dejected like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. Talk real briefly about the three words that I've highlighted there. Uh, The word for compassion, he had compassion. It's literally the word for guts. Um, It hit him in the gut. Seeing them in their state um, meant that he was moved. It's not just an emotion. It was moved. He was deeply moved. He felt it. Um, It it, it got to him deeply. And, And what got to him 
is that they were weary. Um, this word, um, it, it literally is the word for skinning something. It describes something that's mangled and destroyed. They were whipped. Um, they were abused. The people he's seen were abused. They were abused by life, by the Romans. They were abused by um, religious uh, legalism. They were weary because of all the abuse and the harassment that they took. The last word, they were dejected, is, is a word that it means, it means something violent. Even in, in Greek, it sounds violent, hrypto. They, they, hrypto. Um, it, it means to put something down. It's, a, it's kind of a violent throwing down of something. Um, they were smacked down and put in their place. That's, that's what Jesus sees. Uh, Jesus is busy, but when he saw the crowds, he felt deep and tender compassion for them, and it hit him hard. <laughs> because they were abusively harassed, they'd been beaten down and put in their place, and they were poor and helpless sheep that, that didn't have a shepherd. And then what he does is he says this. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest that he send out workers into the harvest. Neil Cole highlighted something here I've never seen before. I was fascinated by this. It blew me away, and it made me realize it's what we're doing today. Jesus, when he sees the crowds, he sees people who need his work. He doesn't ask them to pray that they would be harvesters. He doesn't say, you go into the harvest. That's fascinating to me. He says, the harvest is plentiful. Workers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest would send out workers into his harvest. He doesn't say you go. He says you pray that there'll be harvesters out there. Folks, as we pray, that's what we're wanting to do today. Um, we're wanting to pray that God would send out harvesters in all of the 120 countries that are going to receive shoeboxes, that God would send out the harvesters from this group of people who are going to come to know him as their Savior, and they would be the harvesters. I don't need you to leave. And if God's calling you to go somewhere, go. Okay, I'm not, I'm not calling you, but if God's calling you to go to Namibia, go to Namibia. But for sure, pray that God would raise up harvesters in the harvest field. And these shoeboxes are an opportunity to tangibly be praying for that. Um, so we're going to pray. I'm going to ask all of you to stand up, and we're going to get our, um, our international prayer team up here. Uh, and, and we're going to pray for um, all of these shoeboxes. So here's what I want to ask you to do. Under your seat, there's a shoebox. Um, if you guys are over on the side somewhere, if you could walk over, Thompson's, go over there, get your hands on those shoeboxes. Um, Becky, Asher, and Eric, could you guys come up here and get your hands on these shoeboxes? Can I get some college students, um, uh, you guys, to come up here, just walk up on the stage, get your, get your hands on these shoeboxes that are up here, walk up here. We're going to put our hands on these, and we're going to pray. Um, what you're going to hear here in just a moment is uh, people praying in languages from all around the world. Jason's going to pray in Spanish. Um, Vera and Nadia are going to pray in Ukrainian. By the way, one of the reasons I wanted both of them here, there's two of them. They're twins. If you've been wondering, ah, they look different every now and then. It's because there's two of them. Um, Mavuto, who's from Malawi, is going to pray in his native language. Um, Eric is going to pray in Mandarin. Jane's going to pray in Portuguese. Misan is going to pray in Korean. And um, Michelle is going to pray, I forgot her name. Michelle's going to pray in English, okay? You're going to hear that. I, I want to encourage you, enjoy. Enjoy this prayer. 
Pray yourself. And if you're wondering, what, what do you pray for? Gosh, there's a lot you can pray for. But pray that the Lord would use these boxes to raise up harvesters. So pray along with them. Pray uh, to yourself. Um, we want to pray that God would use this to bring glory to himself, to draw people to his son. Um, so let's pray. Jason. Padre Dios, sabemos que tu corazón para el mundo es para que todo, que todo reciban tu evangelio, que todo reciban tu mensaje de Jesús. Y sabemos que tu amor y tu compasión por las naciones son más, más grandes que de nuestro Señor. Y te pedimos, Señor, que bendiga estas cajitas y bendiga todos los voluntarios y todas las personas que están trabajando a mandar tu evangelio a cada esquina del mundo, Señor. Te pedimos por, por todas las naciones que puedan escuchar tu palabra, de tu mensaje, de tu evangelio a través de Jesús. Gracias por usarnos, gracias por usar est, aún estas cajitas pequeñas para mandar la palabra a todo el mundo. En el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Позволичувати в своїх молитвах, Боже, ти великий цар, і ми тобі вдячні, Боже, за те, що ти об'єднав нашу церкву і церкви навколо світу, Боже, цією ідеєю, Боже, з цими коробками, Боже. І я впевнена, що вони поїдуть в такі куточки світу, де справді тебе потребують, де потребують чути твою, твою Євангелію, Боже. І ми просимо тебе, Боже, за за те, щоб ти торкався сердець, Боже, тих діток, які будуть відкривати їх. Я прошу Тебе, Боже, нехай вони чують Твоє Слово, Боже, і нехай, Боже, ці люди, які будуть розказувати це, будуть мати мудрість, Боже, і щоб вони, Боже, просто розказували з натхненням, і щоб ці дітки, вони зрощувались, Боже, в Твоїй славі, Боже. Просимо, Боже, також за довезення цих коробок, Боже, тому що світ є великий, Боже, невідомо, Боже, в якій країні потребують їх, але ти величний цар, який є, Боже, всемогутній, і ми віримо, що ти доправиш їх, Боже, безпечно. Молюся, Боже, працюй в кожній країні, які будуть отримувати їх, і працюй в кожному серці кожної дитинки. Молимося в ім'я Ісуса Христа. Дорогий батько, я дякую тобі, Господь, за те, що ми, будемо, ми можемо бути, Господь, в цьому процесі, Господь, за те, що ми долучилися до цього, і кожна церква, Господь, вона зробила ці шубокси, Господь, і ми можемо ділитися, Господь, ними з країнами, Господь. Дякую за тих дітей, Господь, які можуть отримувати це. Я прошу Тебе, даруй їм радість, Господь. Дякую за те, що я колись отримала, Господь. Дякую, Господь, за те, що Ти показуєш, Господь, можеш показувати себе через цю, ці шубокси, Господь, свою історію, Господь. Дай, Господь, щоб Твоє слово, воно лунало, воно лунало голосно, Господь. Дай, Господь, щоб... Завжди воно, зараз, Господь, воно а, було направлено правильно, Господь, до кожної людини, до кожної дитинки, Господь, щоб воно було благо, великим благословінням. Молюся, Господь, за це.
atate zomo kwambiri fasha chikondishano zomo kwambiri kuti matianganira ndipo makalola kuti tikakhale nao ndikatenge mbali pa otomeki wano omwe mufuna kuti mawano akafike kumalo komwe festingate kufika zomo kwambiri fasha boko sililose lomwe lapakiridwa ndicholinga choti tikatumikire uthenga wani zomo kwambiri atate kuti mwana ali yesa amena kala ndire boko silimene ali mukumuzi wandi efesiri kuwaziwa koma tikukhulupirira kuti tsikulina mwachikonzero chano tizatha kukumana nao ana amenewo ndi makolo awo omwe akamve mawano Nzomo kwambiri kuti tikhoza kumana nawo padziko la pansi pompano alo tikhoza kumana nawo kumwamba pantayo mumzatitana kuti tikafike ndikakulambirana ino monga fumu ya mafumo Nzomo kwambiri fwacha aliense ameni muna mufikira kuti akathe kupakira maboko samenewa ndikatunda amene mwamuika mmene ndutenga amene mwawika maboko samenewa Cholinga kuti ana akakuziweni ino adadika pempera boko sinali lose pamene lilu paulendo kuchokera kuno kukonwe kufikira maiko kufikira uh, ochuluka kwambiri onse watadika pempoti munjira uh, mose muzopinga zina zili zonse zomwe satana njerekezanga kale kuti wakonza uh, kufuna ku leperesa uthenga wano kuti ukafikire ana amenewa kuti mukakhale pompo ndipo nzimwanoera akakhala ndikungonjesa mpavu yoipa ya njerekezi zomwe kwambiri atade fachati mwakati lola kuti ferika kale nao tikatenge nao mbali kutumikira uthenga wano monga ino mene munagonzera tikizozisezi manje mwana wanu Yesu Kristo ambuye watu Chingai de Abafu umenlaida ning shenden chen jieze zu Yesu de baoxie dedao le zhenjiu yi kwanshu gan 爸爸，感谢您天父，是给我们这样子一个宝贵的礼物。我们重生了，我们以往从死到生，从忙到看见，我们知道您的心，您的意愿。如果您意愿，请您让这些小小的盒子带满了礼物，满足这全世界小朋友物质上所需要的。但是更重要的是，他们心灵上的弥补，心灵上的空缺，只有您才能够弥补，才能够填满。让我们听到您拯救的福音。主耶稣死在十字架上，复活，让他们相信，请打开他们的心房，让他们知道您爱他们，甚至于是了您的儿子。让他们相信吧，拯救吧，主耶稣，拯救！我们信靠您，仰望您，如您意愿，荣耀归顺于您，阿爸父。以上祷告，奉主耶稣圣名。Santo, Santo, Santo, é o Senhor Deus Todo-Poderoso, que era, que é e que há de vir. Pai, o Senhor é santo e maravilhoso. 
é um privilégio para nós, Senhor. Mencionar o Seu nome, porque o Seu nome é maravilhoso para nós. Em Pai, nós te pedimos, Senhor, de que muitos, muitos, muitos virão a ouvir o Seu nome e conhecer o Seu nome, Senhor por essas caixas que nós estamos mandando. Pai, nós te pedimos que as crianças que vão receber essas caixas, que elas possam te ver, Senhor, te sentir, que elas possam cheirar a tua presença, Senhor. Que transformação possa chegar, salvação, Senhor, salvação das almas, salvação dos corações. Salvação das famílias, pais, mães, irmãos, irmãs, avós. Senhor, transforma o coração, os nossos corações, Senhor. Especialmente desses que estarão recebendo essas caixas, Senhor, que nós estamos mandando, Senhor. Mas estamos mandando no Seu nome. Porque o Seu nome, o Seu nome é digno de ser adorado, de ser Amado, mas nós te pedimos, Senhor, que cada criança que receber essa caixa, elas possam sentir o seu amor, que eles possam sentir o toque das suas mãos e saber que o Senhor se importa, que o Senhor sabe, o Senhor sabe onde elas estão especificamente, o Senhor sabe o que elas têm passado e o Senhor se importa. E o Senhor quer ser parte da vida delas. E o Senhor quer que elas sejam parte da sua vida. Deus, nós te pedimos a sua bênção sobre essas caixas. Onde elas foram, Senhor, que elas sejam luz. A luz para o mundo. Deus, que o Senhor levante adoradores. Que o Senhor levante obreiros para a obra, Senhor. Que essas crianças e essas famílias possam ser transformadas, Senhor, nos obreiros que vão levar a Tua Palavra aos fins, aos confins da terra. Oh, Senhor, são apenas caixinhas que nós estamos mandando. Mas o Teu poder e o Teu amor vai adiante. E nós Te bendizemos por isso. Senhor, traz salvação e traz transformação a todos os lugares que essas caixas forem. Eu te peço o um nome maravilhoso e glorioso de Jesus. Saranyananim,感謝합니다.这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这段时间，这
하나님 이 아이들 한명한명 하나님께서 지켜주시고 보호하여 주시고 이 아이들이 정말로 하나님의 일꾼으로 클 때까지 하나님께서 계속해서 이 아이들을 돌봐주실 기도합니다 하나님께서 이것을 봤을 때 정말 그 아이들이 이것이 하나님께서 온 선물이라는 것을 알수 있도록 하나님께서 알려주시고 그 아이들이 느낄수록 도와주시고 하나님 그것으로 인하여서 그 하나님의 사랑을 인하여서 그 아이들이 인생을 살아갈 때 정말 힘을 얻을 수 있고 그 사랑으로 정말 하나님께 하나님의 많은 사람들께 하나님의 사랑을 나눠서 도와주시옵소서 Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are, we are undone by your goodness and your greatness, Lord. Christ, our King, we, we lift you high. We sing worthy, worthy. Lord, we long for a full measure of every tribe, every tongue, every nation worshiping you as you deserve, Lord. Father, we are overwhelmed by your great compassion towards us, Lord, that we were in darkness and you've brought us into light. We were dead. You've made us alive and you've given us a hope and an eternity, Lord, and uh, we praise you for that, Lord. Um, Father, we thank you for each one of these gifts um, in this room, Lord. We thank you for each person and church and group that has packed these with just great care and prayer Lord and we offer them back to you um, Father that each one would find just that right soul that one child Lord um, and you love everyone uh, your word says just let the children come to me Lord um, you long for each one you, you left the 99 to go after that one harassed beaten down little sheep, little soul, Lord, and we just pray that your word finds that heart and, and brings them out of their darkness and their hopelessness, Lord, and gives them great joy and laughter and peace and love and celebration, Lord, and, um, and all of heaven will rejoice. Um, Father, we pray um, for protection over these little boxes. Um, As they leave out of here and, and reach their destination, Lord, we pray your Holy Spirit is um, guiding them and protecting them so they will get to that little soul in time. Um, Lord, we know your arm is not too, too short to save, Lord, and we just pray that you gather. Father, we pray for their families and their communities, um, Lord, that they would be changed and that they would be honoring you. Um, Father, we lift all of this up um, to your glory and to your honor. And in your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>